fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. <laughs> well, my favorite thing, this is another thing I believe in, like, uh, when creditors call me, I oh, will God. fuck with them, and, and now, um, I think... Do you have credit card debt? You have debt? Uh, yeah, I, I have debt, but they, they won't call me anymore because I've just wasted so much of their time, and, you know, after seven years, it just resets, right? Does it? Yeah, 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 so no. but what you have to do is when they call you, you can't admit it's you, when they're like... Hi, this is Pam Benjamin. You can't say it's, it's you. You don't have so to say I, it's not me. I couldn't answer the phone. This is Pam. That's how I always answer the phone. Right. You also have to change your uh, voicemail message. Wow. But uh, that's the thing I didn't know because my I, I would live to fuck with these people. They call me. And the only way you can really keep them on the phone is if you admit it's you. You know? Right, because otherwise they want it. Otherwise they'll try to hang up and stuff. But like I, I knew exactly. So so I, I. Who did you learn this trick from? Did you read well, it in a book? I, no, I just figured it out after they oh. kept calling me. And basically, look, I, a credit score is an imaginary fucking number, all right? It's not a real physical thing. It's an imaginary fucking number. I don't believe in credit scores. So you're not going to threaten me. They, they threaten me, oh, right. we'll fucking ruin your credit score. Go for it. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know? <laughs> and I just fuck it. I'd be like, how do you people sleep at night? Try, your, your whole job is to get money from poor people. You fuck it. For yeah. fucking rich corporations. You, you, you know, just... Going off, yeah. Because I love that a confrontation where there's no risk of physical right. uh, altercation, and they totally deserve it. Their their job. I, I don't give a their fuck. You know, I have to feed to... my family. Well, how about you do something that actually helps society instead of stealing money from four poor people? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Because that's the thing. If you have a credit card, that means you don't have the cash to pay for something, which means you're poor. But it's not all. Cre- I never had a credit card in my life, and I probably never will because my credit score is so low. But uh, well, they'll give you a credit card. They just give you like a 18 or 19 percent interest rate monthly uh, combinant. So when you have a low credit score, you can get lower lower interest because they know you'll pay it back. But Otherwise, they keep you at a really high interest rate so that you'll pay it off every month, and they try to scare you, but then it just keeps racking and racking and racking and racking. And that's when you say, fuck you, and then don't talk to them for seven years. (laughs) But but my stuff wasn't even credit card debt. It was like, um, it was... uh, there was a hospital thing. Oh, that, there was a fucking, that should be forgiven. That's not fair. I, I think I, I think yeah. hospital debt can't fuck with your credit score, but the, the creditors would still call me for the hospital debt. Sure, of course. And then it was shit for like unpaid, uh, y- y- you know, um, like yeah, trains or whatever, unpaid tolls and stuff. Oh, yeah. I just like to welcome y'all. To- well, that, uh, I, that's when I, because I looked at my actual credit report and um, most of it was stemmed from those kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was never like I fucked. And I'd just like to welcome y'all to Afternoon Delight 6.9. Did he just say 69? Yeah, if you tuning in right now, you just on time. Oh, boy. It's a podcast. I don't know, maybe you've heard of them. Perhaps you've been living under a rock, which brings me to... Uh, our hosts, we got Amanda Rocks. Amanda Rocks! Karaoke O's from Oklahoma. Kind of makes me think of Oki from Muskogee. 
think that was Merle Haggard. Anybody ever listen to Merle Haggard? We got uh, Sarah Late Ass Sparkles. They've been calling her Late Ass Sparkles because she's on time to everything and sparkly. So y'all motherfuckers gotta stop listening to me and start listening to these two females. And I mean, they're crazy. Like, you know, bad shit crazy. Get the kids to sit you know what I'm saying? Enjoy the show. Welcome to Afternoon Delight. This is Amanda Rocks. And Sarah Sparkles. And Delightful Dave. And back from the dead. Broken. Bob. <laughs> All right. So we got a whole studio full of people today. So many. So many. We can't see you waving. So <laughs> we are happy to call them our friends and our friends of friends and family. All right. So... I would say the old um, the old hats at this should go. And Russell, why don't we start with you out there and you can tell us hello <laughs> and who you are, even though I just did. Hi, uh, can, you, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Russell, back with the truffles, a smorgasbord of truffles for the hosts and the guests. Hell yeah, you just had like a run. A truffle smorgasbord of the weekend during St. Patrick's Day. Of the gargantuan birthday weekend with gargantuan truffles. And did we get the one from my house? From your house? From the house? I did bring a gargantuan thin mint truffle for you guys. Wasn't there one in the fridge? Yeah, but I made this one for you guys. Really? Yay. Oh, do we get to eat the one in the fridge? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm awesome. coming over. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we'll need help that. Mm-hmm. All right. That. Okay, so. so who's next? It's Critterbug. Hi, Hi Critter. Here with a bunch of kids. Yay. Ba-bum, bum, bum, I love it when bum, you call me a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you weren't talking about me. And who else do we got next? Talking to the mic. You can move it up to you. I'm Rihanna. Hi, Rihanna. Hi, I'm Ken. I'm here to do some plugins. Ooh, sounds dirty. Sounds painful. And? Who else? We have one of the birthday people from this weekend. <laughs> Hi, um, my name's Ray. How you doing, Ray? How was your birthday? My birthday was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Um, I have to say your your birthday truffle was my favorite of the birthday truffles. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would okay. agree with that. Hi, I'm John. I don't know why I'm here. Hello. Well, we're glad you're <laughs> here to have fun, I hope. That I mean, and if you don't, we're, we're, we're not. There was a big bang, and then. I don't yeah. know what we can do about that. And who else do we have? I know we only have four mics out there, but. Hi, I'm Jay. I just got out of the bathroom. Well, right. hi, Jay. Hello, Jay. I hope everything came out okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a number or anything. I mean, good. Don't even remind Did me you like the, the light in there? It's d- just, just it was thoroughly. Right. These things just took over me. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? 
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web. But still starting, it's a joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. <laughs> wow, starting pretty late, 6.08, sorry about that. Uh, and we have a relatively full list here at the joke workshop, so we'll get right to it. It's the fifth year, and um, the way it's always worked is comedians get four-minute sets. I think I'm going to make them like three minutes and 30 seconds just because there's so many of you. Uh, but when you hear the horn... That means you have a minute. It doesn't mean you're done. It just means there's a minute. Uh, for new comics, it's really great to learn what a minute feels like. But uh, we have some uh, great comedians in the house tonight. People who've been here before, people who haven't. But I'm really glad you're here to celebrate the 261st podcast, the fifth year. I'm the only one, I think, who thinks that discipline and, and stick to means anything. But for the rest of us, it's fine. I know. It doesn't matter. I'm Pam Benjamin. Let's get to it. All right, your first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gary Hughes. Thank you. Uh, I don't think I do well in a gangbang. The same reason I won't. I don't do well in group interviews. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't try to impress people that much. You know. Group interviews, they're always trying to impress the boss. Somebody's always telling a long-ass story and stuff. So I skipped group interviews. I was walking in this, I was in this coffee spot, and I went to the bathroom, and it's one of them individual bathrooms. And I walk in, and there's a little white kid with his pants down. He's just standing at the urinal. So I leave immediately. I'm like, I'm out of here. And there's this white man walking towards me, and I'm like, hey, it's a kid in there. He's like, I know it's mine. And I was like, oh, I'm... I'm so sorry. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And because he was so okay with it, I just wish I would have just been like, yeah, your kid has a big dick. Take care. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, huh? Hot chocolate's on me. All right. Uh, I can tell I'm getting older because I've been Googling. The, I have a non-emergency number on my phone now. Because my neighbors were getting very, they were so loud, like 2 in the morning. I, I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to yell out the window. Like, yo, shut the fuck up, all that shit. So I called the non-emergency police. And uh, they were very nice. I was like, yeah, can you send a squad card over here? I can't hear them over my Bob's Burgers. And they, and they were, like, talking so loud. And my headphones are on. Don't ask me what kind of headphones. Skull candies, god damn it. But it's okay. It works. All right. Uh, <laughs> my mother, uh, she's converted religious, religious, you know, she used to be Christian, grew up Christian, and now she's Jehovah's Witness, and uh, if you know anything about Jehovah's Witness, the main thing is that they don't celebrate holidays, so, and she just did it last year, so I was like, Mom, what you doing for Christmas, and she's like, come on, boy, you know I don't celebrate that mess, I was like, you taught me that mess, what are you talking about, you don't celebrate that mess, she's just trying to save money. Uh, I don't blame her, you know. 
we all need to save money nowadays. My mom was caught up in like this weird like Jamaican scandal. <laughs> I'll be honestly, she was like sending money to this. She think it was like she thought it was like sweepstakes, and this person kept saying send money to receive a check, and I was like, Mom, that's not how checks work. You don't send money to receive checks. I'm sorry, I'm still a little upset at her about that, but <laughs> family is family. Uh. Maybe, you know, maybe it's my mom's choices in life because uh, my mom had these terrible boyfriends growing up. Terrible boyfriends. She had one boyfriend. Uh, he, I always caught him watching porn. and um, But I never really caught him in the act. It was, I always catch him. You know, I don't know if you remember the VCR days, but it's a blue screen when you're changing the movie. And that's what I always caught him doing. He was always changing the movie. And I was like, that's so weird. He's always changing movies when I walk in the house. So I was like, you know what? This time I'm walk in, I put my key in hella slow. Hella slow. He couldn't hear nothing. I was like, I'm going to hurry up and go. And I busted in that bitch. And, he, and the porn was going on, but he acted like he was asleep. <laughs> I was like, the only people that sleep watching porn is the person that's editing it. <laughs> like, ain't nobody else sleeps watching porn. Unless you're like a vet or something. Like, put that porn on. I got to relax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I was about to say something about vegan people, but I have nothing to say about them people. I don't like being guilt tripped too much, you know? I try not to get... People guilt trip me all the time. I was trying to be romantic with a woman at a Jamaican place, and uh, we were dancing, you know, doing a little thing. And she was... Uh, I was like, where are you from? She's like, Honduras. And I was like, how's it over there? And she's like... It's a third world country. And I was like, well, bitch, y'all still got an upbringing. Like, what y'all doing over there? Anyway, uh, thank you, Pam. Hey, congratulations. Uh, Five-year anniversary, fifth-year anniversary. Give it up for Pam. Thank you. Gary Hughes, everyone. Okay, no, you stay up there because we have to do the comments. But um, we get to do the comments. I have to bring the microphones out because I was so distracted by other things. But here we come. La, 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 la. I don't have How to about comment. this one over here? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, uh, that man. it's all good. It's just not your day, huh? So I've been and I've been awake so many hours. I think that might work now. And let's try. <laughs> it's like what they do. comments for our comedian <laughs> you know Gary your friend Hughes. Gets, get his ass whooped in front of you he was talking <laughs> like, about all oh kinds of stuff oh, all right. so I really like um, oh. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, I really liked uh, your gangbang joke. Uh, but I think you have to start with the group interview. Just be like, I'm really, I'm really bad in group interviews, which is how I know... Which is how I know I would be bad at a gangbang, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. I think, yeah, yeah, I'd be more of the element of surprise. I, I like really, that. And I really, I obviously, I think, maybe not obviously, but the, the strongest uh, out of all of those was the porn, catching your mom's boyfriend watching porn. Okay. Uh, I, I just love the idea of, like, yeah, of course, the only people who can fall asleep watching porn are editing it. I think you just get to that faster. You can just be simple as... You know, one day uh, I walked into my mom's boyfriend watching porn in our living room. Uh, I, I like I, maybe you could even say like I knew that I was going to catch him, so I just made sure to open the door really quickly. Like when you're trying to catch a kid doing something, right. and he, he pretended like he was asleep. But yeah, it's just that's a great premise. I like that. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. I'm definitely gonna write that down. Thank you for thank you for reestablishing the room. <laughs> the calling calling the non-emergency police for situations that like you want fixed but aren't crimes is I think a funny idea. Like someone cuts you in line, you call the non-emergency police or something like that. You know, situations like that. You might have to think of more, but Oh yeah. I definitely want tags. Hey. Uh you could even well, it's too uh, this brings it into the race realm, but if it is the non-emergency police, that would be something that I feel like black people could use more often because they'd be like, I've been sitting at this bar for 30 minutes trying to get a drink. I need to call the non-emergency like racial police because I'm clearly being profiled right now oh. or something of that nature. Like, or this maybe the discrimination police or something maybe yeah. that they're like, but they never answer because they yeah. don't fucking care. And the bartender's like, let me guess, old English. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a race. Show profiling. Sure. Uh, well, I'm all good. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Gary Hughes, thank you guys for dealing with tonight's been really weird. I don't know what happened with the energy in the universe, but I, I didn't and I didn't mean to yell at that guy, but he had to go, right? Like people people always get on my ass because they're like, you don't make a safe space, Pam. You don't make a safe space. Sometimes you have to act like an asshole to make a safe space. So I'm sorry, but I had to Yay! I mean, I don't know what's I'm the one on the liability insurance, you know? Like I don't know what to do. Okay, your next comedian. He He's a stalwart guy here and super helpful and wonderful and very funny. Clap your hands wildly for Jeff Dean. All right. I feel like usually the phrase, you're clearly not a comedian, is a compliment. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> No one wants to look like a comedian, you know? <laughs> so, I, uh, I went to Hawaii with my girlfriend recently, and she got stung by a jellyfish. And you know what they say, you got to pee on it, you know? Uh, so needless to say, I was pretty excited. Um, you know, I was like, I got to pee on you, babe, you know? And uh, she said no. Can you believe that? She didn't want me to pee on her. I guess she'd rather both of us be in pain. So, I uh, I have this problem where uh, I don't listen to cashiers. I'm trying to work it on that. 2020, you know. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like the other day, I was face to face with a cashier, and uh, 
and and they they asked me a question and I you know I heard it but I didn't listen you know like I knew it was a question you know and, and when that happens I just guess you know so I said no I thought safe guess you know like what could they possibly be asking do you have a Safeway card no do you want a Safeway card no do you want to donate to charity definitely not you know and uh so I just said no and then they were like are you sure and then I got pissed off, you know, because like, do I seem unsure of myself, you know? Um, and he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, Jesus, you know? And then, uh, and then like he rings me up and everything and like he didn't bag my groceries or anything. He's just staring at me. And that's when I realized, oh, he asked if I wanted a bag. Uh, but see, I don't want him to know that I'm dumb, right? Uh, so I just had to, you know, just grab all the, I had to take two trips and tell him it was to save the environment. <laughs> so now I go to a different, uh, whatever, grocery store. Um, I, uh, I'm also trying not to say sorry so much, 2020. I say sorry way too much. Uh, and I think one way to do it, I'm all January, I'm not saying sorry at all, no matter what happens, not saying sorry one, one time, you know, today, actually I spilled hot coffee on a coworker and, uh, boy, did I have the urge. I, I wanted to say it, but I didn't. Instead, I, I found something else to say. I said, I said, that's right, bitch. So I feel more assertive now. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm really bad at giving directions. I don't, I can't do it. It's bad. Uh, like sometimes someone will ask me to give directions. I'm like, yeah, I got it, you know. And then, and then they'll start driving, and then they'll miss a turn, and uh, and I think that's pretty weird, you know. They miss that turn, right? And then they keep driving, and then they miss another turn, and I think, uh, so weird, you know. He must know a better route to my house. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. I'm going to go home a whole new way now. And then, you know, he keeps driving. And then he says, hey, let me know when I'm supposed to turn. And I go, oh, fuck. That was my job. I wasn't listening. I just said, yeah, I got it, you know. So, and then, uh, you know, I don't want him to know that I'm dumb, right? So my idea now is I'm going to give him directions in such a way that he's not even going to know that we're just turning around, you know, I'm going to make him go in a big oval. So sooner or later, sooner or later, I'm like, Hey, here it is, you know? And then he pulls over and I, I get out and, and then when he drives away, I, I just start walking towards, God damn it. I fucked that up. I get out and then I just walk towards whatever home. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, then I take an Uber. Okay, whatever. I was stupid. Anyway, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean! So I was totally thinking about that joke at the end, and I kept thinking, like, he didn't mention Uber, and he didn't mention Lyft. Is it just his friend? And then I was like, oh, at the end, I guess the punchline is the Uber. But right. I would have... I don't know if that... I think it might behoove you to introduce that at the beginning, either way, whether it is a friend or an Uber. Well, it's a friend, and then it's I order an Uber because I just pretended that I 
my house was right. this house. It's not actually my house. It's a long way to go for the joke to be Uber. That's all. Yeah. But which is, I mean, you're driving around in circles anyway. So maybe that's right. your point. Maybe it's like a yeah. meta joke about taking forever to get somewhere. Right. Uh, yeah, very funny jokes. Um, I like your, I like the cashier joke. Um, I think uh, you do. So one thing is that you say like, and he didn't even bag my groceries or anything. And then you say that you realize that he like asked if you wanted a bag. Like, I don't think I think you should like not spoil that. Like at first, don't say like he didn't bag my groceries or anything. Mm-hmm. You can just be like, and then he just stared at me, and then like like you realize that like he didn't that like the question was no so it like hits you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then the yeah, other thing good. so you say like you'd say it because you're just like trying you just take the groceries because you're trying to save the environment it'd be it could be a funny tag if it's like and the charity was the world wildlife foundation or something like that to kind of be like oh. but the charity was oh, that's it, funny yeah it'd be fun um and then okay. um you also in the directions joke uh like you say then you just like then i give him the directions in a way that he doesn't know like i think you could be like then i tell him to take a right three times i don't know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like give the directions that are noble and then what the audience be right, like oh right. shit you, you know yeah. i don't know but yeah fun and your jokes are very funny i didn't mean to get like right in there on you, you like, oh, you're, no, I, I always like love you and especially you did sort of do you do this alt thing and i'm like maybe that's what you do <laughs> maybe that's like a minute long joke where you're driving around and we're supposed to feel that too and maybe that's yeah. the funniness behind it yeah also, I like I like when you mention that you're dumb, but you're not dumb. So that's almost funny in itself too. But it's cute when you say it's like it's darling yeah. for some. It's very endearing and likable. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You're super likable. Everybody, Jeff Dean! Yay! All right. Your next comedian, she's all the way here from Vancouver, Canada, but she's been traveling around. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Elizabeth Stanton. All right, guys. So I am very proud of myself as a comedian. I am very artistic. I'm sorry. I mean, autistic. Yeah. Woo! You know, I'm officially on the spectrum, but that's okay. It explains why every guy tells me I'm so special. Like, I don't like it when people use the R word because I'm not retarded. Like, I'm not slow at all. In fact, I'm very quick-witted and fast in my words. My mouth constantly gets me in trouble. Too many dick jokes come out of it. Not enough dicks go into it. If you criticize me for my humor, that officially makes it a hate crime. Like, I come from Canada, and you can actually get sued for making jokes about a disabled person, which sucks for me as a comic, because I do a lot of self-degradating humor. So I'm going to be indebted to myself pretty soon. Been trying to get better at drinking. So I'm like, uh, I'm trying to combat the hangovers by having what I like to call a preemptive cocktail. It's a cranberry ginger ale. Covers everything the next day. From the upset stomach to the yeast infection I got the night before. I feel like such a bad Jew getting yeast infections. (laughs) We're not even meant to have yeast. 
guy and as soon as I told him that I'd had a yeast infection, he was like, oh, that's it. I can never go down on you again. I was like, why? I'm gluten intolerant. A guy broke up with me once after he went down on me and I asked him why. He said, I just can't be with such a strong, confident woman. I guess it's true what they say. You are what you eat. Really? I'm really satisfied with my guy friends. Like the other day, they threw me a surprise party. And boy, I was not expecting that gangbang. They misspelled the invitation. It was, it was supposed to say surprise birthday party. They accidentally wrote surprise bukkake party. But on the bright side, they all came for me. Yeah, I was as white as a sheet. So... I meet, a, I meet a lot of really bitter female comics who are just like, oh, I've been with every guy in the business, so I know everything about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, lady, but just because funny things come in your mouth doesn't mean they come out. Like, honestly, there's nothing worse than a person that can't take a joke, right? It's just like a girl that can't take a dick. Look, you gotta be expecting to be disappointed and be pleasantly surprised if it hurts a little when it sinks in. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that's had this problem. I've hooked up with a few guys and you wake up in the morning and you realize they were older than you thought. Like, you think that they're in their late 20s, turns out they're in their early 40s. And you wake up and you're like, shit, I guess GMOs really weren't a thing when you were growing up. If you want to know how old a guy is, it's really easy to tell. Like, you just have to take a look at his dick. Like, you can't tell from the outside, but you cut it off and take a look at the age rings on the inside. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Elizabeth Stanton. The very edgy uh, Elizabeth Stanton. I really love that yeast infection joke, and I think you can go further with it. I think that... You can add Passover in there since it was the time of, you know, the matzah bread and the unleavened stuff. You can specifically, like, throw in that when I have a yeast infection around Passover, I think you'll get an extra laugh out of that. And then also when the Jews were wandering in the desert, uh, manna came from heaven. So maybe your pussy tastes like manna from heaven. I mean, if you're already going sort of biblical, you might as well throw yourself all the way in there with the yeast or the non-yeast. You know what I mean? Yeah, the only reason I haven't been doing more of that stuff is that most people literally just don't even understand the yeast joke because they're not Jewish. Oh, because they don't even know about the unleavened bread. But yeah. if you throw the Passover key in there with a little matzah, like talk, you know, like I think that you can throw in a little more Judaism and you'll get some, and if there's any Jews out there, they'll laugh their asses off. Ah so, but it's a great, <laughs> that was a really stellar joke. Thank you. Uh, other comments? I'm a Jew, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, Oy vey. <laughs> other, other comments yeah, from, yeah, there yeah. we go, there we go. I, I like the part when you said you had autism. I think that's a, a really good introduction, and it changes the uh, the feel of your comedy after. Oh, gee, and thank you, Sam. Even if it's not true, I think <laughs> run with it. <laughs> run or run for is isn't there a run for autism yet? Isn't there one of those? Is that not run with it, run for it? Other comments. I'm a Jew and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you could also say that you loved your jokes, everybody. Uh, where are you off to next? Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to LA tomorrow. Oh, right on. Well, hey, good luck down there. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us up here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Elizabeth Standing. Your next comedian, another regular here at the Joke Workshop. Clap your hands, take notes, and pay attention to Pete Ballmer. Yeah, if you guys give me feedback on how to hold the mic better, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, I uh, I spent an afternoon at the Church of Scientology recently. Yeah, not because like they kidnapped me or anything. I was just uh, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and we walked by the Church of Scientology, and they had a sign out front that said "Free Personality Test Today." And I'm a big personality test guy, so I was like, "All right, well, I already know I'm an ENTP, an Enneagram Type Eight, a Scorpio, and a Ravenclaw." <laughs> But I have no idea what kind of alien overlord worshiper I'd be. Let's check this out, right? So we go inside. This creepy guy greets us at the door wearing all black. And he's like, greetings, friend. Welcome to the Church of Scientology. And actually, we get to talking. Super nice guy. Very sweet. Very conversational. And then at some point, he asked me. He's like, so tell me, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, oh, yeah, I play pick up basketball sometimes. Uh, I do stand-up comedy, actually. And he was like, no way. I'm also a stand-up comedian. And I was like, Oh, really? Where do you do stand-up comedy? And he goes, uh, mostly in my car. I was like, all right, cool. Let's get to the personality test. Uh, so we go over. I get sat down, puts the test in front of me. Seems like a normal test. It's got like 100 statements. You answer agree, neutral, disagree. But then I was going through a lot of the statements, and there were some very, very unsettling ones they threw in there. Like there was this one statement that just said, if I could, I would like to make no decisions for myself for the rest of my life. And I was like, agree. Yeah, I've been, been on a cruise before. I'd imagine it'd be a lot like that, you know? Let's, let's do this. So, finish the test, get it back, they bring it over to me. Uh, and I figured out that my personality test is, or my personality type is bad. Uh, how they grade the test is uh, you get graded on 10 personality traits on a scale of negative 100 to positive 100. If you get 60 or above, that's desirable. If you get below 30 it's undesirable and my scores were in the range of like like a steve bannon eating a chili dog level of undesirable kind of thing uh i'm getting like negative 70s on everything the guy walks me through my test he's like all right um so for the trait appreciative you got a negative 82 uh so what this means is that you have no ability to appreciate anything in your life um whenever any other people do kindness for you it's unlikely that you you know acknowledge them like say some super nice guy moderates a test for you you probably don't even give him a tip or anything like that uh <laughs> He goes through all my personality traits and just roasts the shit out of me. I did well on one of them. Uh, I did well on active. That's a personality trait. And I was like, oh, 62 on active. That's pretty good, right? And he was like, well, normally it would be good, but because you did so bad on everything else, this means that you'll be active, but all of your actions will be very undesirable. So I was like, all right, dude, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Should I just go back to, like, shitting myself in the fetal position? Because that's what it seems like I do based on this test. And he was like, don't worry, man. I used to be like you. And then I found this book, read it, completely changed my life, turned it around. I can see things clearly now. Uh, and we actually sell it here uh, today if you want to buy a copy. It's only nineteen ninety nine. And I was like, no, thank you. And he was like, you sure? We take Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, definitely not. 
Uh, and I made my way out to the lobby. I met up with my friend and I talked to him. I was like, damn, isn't it insane how this, how the Church of Scientology just gives out this test and gives everyone a bad score, make them feel bad about themselves, make them feel like they need something, like they need Scientology. Like, if I was a little bit dumber, a little more insecure, I think I would have bought the book. And then my friend showed me his test. Dude fucking crushed it. <laughs> His scores were like Margot Robbie eating a chili dog, level of desirable. Uh, they didn't even try to sell him the book. They just like gave him a high five and a lollipop and sent him on his way. Uh, so I'm a Scientologist now. Uh, my operating theme levels are like really high. So if you want to change your life, talk to me after this. Uh, I've been, I'll just do a real quick thing. Uh, I, I, I watched that movie, Remember the Titans, recently. You guys see it? It's a good movie. Uh, I really like the scene. They like do the pump-up speech, get everyone together before the big game. It's all inspirational. Uh, but I found that like I played sports in high school, and that is not how that shit goes down. Like High school boys are not that articulate. How every speech before any high school sporting event goes is that one guy will just be like, Hey, guys, get the fuck, hey, get the fuck over Hey, Hinthorn, stop messing with him. Get, take your headphones off. Get the fuck, okay, get. And then everyone's around. He's like, all right, guys. Let's fucking go. And then everyone's like, yeah, let's fucking go. And then and then some other guy's like, let's fucking go. And then the coach comes in. He's like, fellas, 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 fellas. We've got to go. And then everyone goes. It's very effective speech. All right. Thanks, guys. The very funny people, Marie. Your opening joke is so fantastic with that list and the Ravenclaw mention is perfect and weird and absolutely all true thank you it's so cute i'm like oh yeah he must be a raven right? yeah right. yeah absolutely yeah. i loved it <laughs> um and then uh the, i only had two questions of things um that could actually be more what, what was the name of the test i know you went into scientology but is there a way later you can call it a cheeky name like yeah uh, well the, the actual name this is kind of funny the name of the test is the oxford capacity analysis and it's not made by oxford or associated with it at all in any uh, capacity sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh wow i'm gonna take that thanks it's not associated yeah. with oxford in any capacity cool sure. yeah I thought you could get a joke out of the name of it because I was wondering about that. Or I, I thought just you did. could. Yep. There you go. Or you can come up with a cute, cutesy other name for it or something. And then you said the second time. I love the first chili dog reference um, with the Breitbart guy. But then the second, I didn't hear the second name you said. I said uh, Margot Robbie eating a chili dog. I don't know if Margot, I should. I was going to do like Margot Robbie like covered in Skittles or some shit. But I, I don't know it, who Margot Robbie is. So that's oh. just, that's a my problem. No. So she's, you said, you said that. And I was like. And that's kind of. A, I don't, I don't know. Who Pam, I'll get someone is. else. Okay. Thank that was you. Jeff's no, just, idea. It's oh, not okay. a good idea. It's well, fine. I just didn't know. I just didn't. It didn't read with me. But also no. I'm a weird audience. No, no, no. Pam, well, it's yeah. Jeff's fault. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And then, and then the last thing. Is Dude, yeah, okay. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't watch commercials. That's good note. Thanks, Pam. Okay, okay yeah. bye. Thanks. Um, I like, I really like the, uh, the sports speech, the like, but I think it might, it might, uh, work better if you add a, like a ridiculous example of how elegant the, the, the yeah. like, you could even, you don't even have to be the speech from the movie. You could be like quoting Shakespeare or something. Yeah, no, I was like, thinking about that and I forgot like to, and it was like, slings and arrows I bequeath to the ear. I don't know. I was going to start it. Cause like actually how it does mostly start is that some guy will like lean against the wall and be like, this isn't just about us. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a family. yeah. <laughs> and then there's something about like coming together, like making like a racial implication because that was yeah, an issue yeah, in the yeah. movie but yeah yeah that's a good call 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to go really intense, you could just, you could do it, like, really nice, where it's like, we're a family, we're bringing it, and then, like, the actual thing is, like, the coach is like, you're playing, like, fags out there. So <laughs> just be, like, yeah. really, like, yeah, but. I don't have the chutzpah to say fag on stage, probably, uh, except I for. I the wrong word. There. No, it's right, <laughs> yeah. You have to look for it, though. Yeah, well, that's uh, not. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, settle, no, settle no. down. Okay. <laughs> all right. I had one other thing. Um, only just when you Thanks, said Ian. you said yeah. you, <laughs> you said Ravenclaw, Claw, and it made me think of White Claw. So you could even do like a test on your last one. And my favorite drink is White Claw. That's true. If you wanna, because you kind of look like a White Claw drinker, just because you're yeah. so young. All right. I don't All know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yay! Yay! That was Peter Palmer. Hell yeah! stalwart ear of the joke workshop and that's how the joke workshop works i'm so glad that everybody's taking notes and paying attention and helping each other out that's what it's all about here uh, every monday from six to eight your next comedian he runs a little bunch of great rooms now one of them's at ireland's 32 clap your hands together for jack ferguson hey guys how you doing yeah, uh, I was watching this movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon the other day. Uh, you seen it? You seen The Peanut Butter Falcon? You just, <laughs> okay, there you go. For those of you who don't know, The Peanut Butter Falcon is a movie about Shia LaBeouf and this kid who has Down syndrome, and they sort of wander through the Mississippi uh, go, trying to get to a WWE match. And it was a big deal because uh, the person who played the kid with Down syndrome actually had Down syndrome. The actor had Down syndrome. And people were excited about that because it's a representational issue, right? Like you want people who have Down syndrome to play people who have Down syndrome. But I felt like it was uh, sort of giving short shrift to another group that may be even more marginalized, which is actors who look like they have Down syndrome but don't. Because I almost feel worse for those people like, they look like they have Down syndrome, and they're aware of it, you know? Like, all right. Uh, I've uh, been pretty busy recently. Uh, I've been catfishing a 68-year-old Republican man, uh, and he deserves it. He made a website that said, searching for my Republican goddess, right? And uh, it had eight pages of specifications as to what his Republican goddess would be, and then a test to see if you fit those specifications, and then an application, application form after that test, which didn't seem very smart to me, because if you have eight pages of specifications on an internet website, that's basically just telling me exactly how to catfish you, you know? Like, I know down to how tall I should pretend to be, like, what to say. So I found a porn star that matched his specifications, and I sent him some fully clothed pictures. And the reason I chose a porn star was because I knew eventually he'd be like, all right, prove to me that you're actually this person. Send me a picture of you doing something specific, right? Like wearing a green hat so that I couldn't just find it on the internet. And so if you have a porn star's picture, if you're pretending to be a porn star, you can just go on their cam website and be like, hey, my kink is you wearing a green hat in a Trump 2020 t-shirt, you know? And that's so I sent him that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty smart. Hoping to get some gifts. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, I have, uh, I recently got broken up with because, well, not really broken up with, but somebody ended things with me because I wasn't good enough at dirty talk in bed. 
And I'm not good at dirty talk. She's right. But uh, I don't have a lot of opportunities to practice it, you know. So I've been working it into my stand-up. Uh, so, for instance, I'll say something like, when two werewolves meet, do they shake hands or do they smell each other's butts? And I'll be like, yeah, you liked that joke, didn't you, you little slut? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> even saying it on stage makes me uncomfortable. Uh, thank you. Maybe even more uncomfortable. Um, there's a guy named... Uh, I was watching the NBA draft the other day, and there's a guy in the NBA draft named Rui Hachimura. And before he got drafted, they announced over the speakers, they're like, this is the first ever Japanese player to be drafted in the NBA. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see a seven-foot-tall Japanese guy. I want to see what that looks like. And so the camera pans to him, and it's just a six-foot-ten black dude. And I was very angry. And so he goes up on stage, and the reporter asks him a question, and he doesn't speak a word of English. Which means that now he's a six foot ten black dude living in America who only speaks Japanese. So whenever he talks, people think he's being racist. They're like, dude, why are you pretending to have a Japanese accent? Like you we can clearly see you're not from Japan. Okay, alright, cool. <laughs> that that's it. Thanks guys. Jack Ferguson, everyone. Hooray! That, um, the Japanese joke I've heard a couple times this weekend, also the Republican catfishing, I think they're both great jokes. The only thing I could even want to ask from you about the Republican thing is maybe a sentence of why you want to catfish a Republican. Like, I know you kind of look like a Republican's child, or maybe you hate your dad so much and he was a Republican. I think there's maybe, I mean, it's a great joke, but right. the only way no, I, I get think you. to add to it would be to have a sentence of why. You're choosing you. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the only other thing is that if you're going to use that werewolf joke, um, pup slut is a fun word because it, the uh sound pup slut and their do their werewolves. So they're wolves. So they're pups. You could right, say I'll try and work you like that, you like that yeah. pup slut. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. it's the same thing, but just it's a little more dog referenced and it sounds cool. Pup slut. Right. I don't right. know. Just trying to yeah. help. Cool. Other, I mean, if I I wouldn't mind being called a pup slut. That'd be fun. You pup slut. Like, what does that mean? Say that to me. Uh, other other comments. I like pup slut. <laughs> I like pup slut. Um, cool. I think uh, I I don't think you need to necessarily explain why you would want to catfish this guy, but I think that maybe started off a little bit differently. Just launch right into the description of the guy because it's entertaining enough as it is. You know, like there's this guy he's looking for his uh, Republican. And then have the catfishing and be a punchline. And then just be like, and he has eight pages of attributes that you have to fulfill, which is great because he just handed you the perfect way to catfish him. That's funny. Yeah, that's a good note. No, but but save the word till the end is what he's saying. It's like, let it go until... The the, the the Japanese thing is yeah, great with yeah, the tall... Because yeah, I've heard you do that joke before too and I think you're missing a great opportunity to you know, do an actual act out. I know, but... No, he can't I, do a I Japanese voice as a white guy talking about <laughs> a like black guy. Racist. But there's so many layers. Yeah. I guess why not? he gets upset with you, he's like, hey, I'm not being racist. I'm imitating this guy and his actual accent. Yeah. It's the triptych. The, yeah, the triptych of racism. It, it's, a, it's like almost a godlike racism. It's the triptych. It's the trinity. It's it's a black guy who's Japanese right. speaking, but a white guy. To, I mean, anyways, it's a mind fuck, but that's brave it'd be very brave okay cool thanks guys yay
with Jack Ferguson. And uh, they're running these crazy mics at Ireland's 32 now, and they're amazing. So you should go check those out right now. He runs an open mic every Tuesday here from 4 to 6. You should come out because it's a lot of stage time, and yeah, he's a lot of fun. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mikey and Clem. Ladies and gentlemen, please give Mikey a hand right then and there. All right. Thank you so much. I just am not good at comedy. That's just what it is. You know, it's two months in and I thought I'd be better now. And Mikey's really holding me back. What is this? Can you help me out with this? What is this? Have you seen white people do this? Turn the bag inside out first, right? And then pick up the poop. And then turn it right back out. Like the garbage man is going to say, hey, I wonder what's in this bag. (laughs) All right, it got laughs. You're right. You wrote it funny. (laughs) Thank you, Mikey. He wrote that joke. You know, I, I, uh, 2013, I had a brain injury uh, from riding a bicycle. And sometimes you can turn that brain injury into something that works for you. Like today, I went down to the VA, and they were closed. And I saw the Contra Costa County TV station. I said, hey, I'd like to go in there. And so I did. And I'm like, you have any jobs open? And he says, you know, I... I I don't know, really? You know, are you downstairs from the VA? Yeah. So they must get a lot of crazy people that come in there, right? And just walk into the station and they really don't know. I blame it on their security, really, because the door was unlocked. Anyways, I go in there and he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I I do like four hours on the radio in San Francisco. And, you know, we do a comedy hour and and everything. We start talking everything. And I was telling about this homeless series I did. I did this homeless series down in the Tenderloin, which really should be called the uh, butt roast because there's a lot of shit everywhere. (laughs) Let that simmer. Let that simmer. Let that simmer. Let that simmer. So uh, I was telling him about my uh my homeless series and there was a guy out there with had uh what a knife about like this it was kind of like Benny Hanna's tool belt right there's one jab there we go so let me do a check mark there thank you very much and uh I'm hoping that gives me kind of war correspondence when I contract with him when I do further series with it you know down there I mean it's interesting interviewing the homeless that's just a joke. It's interesting interviewing the homeless. Sex is very important. So Taoism says the Chinese dynasty was about 8,000 years. They did something right. Why else would they have to put that one child law on them? That's a fuck joke. They did a lot of it. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. For Taoism, you can only ejaculate one out of ten episodes. And it's not supposed to be the first one. So I've been practicing edging. And the first, you know, one, 
As I'm looking at Mikey, I'm like, this is going to help my relationship. The second one is like, this is going to clear out my prostate. Two is like, I'm going to come really, really hard right now. About the fourth time that I'm edging, I'm like, is this going to hurt me? I'm really concerned. I haven't made it any further than that. Thank you very much. Come on Tuesday. Really dark blue comedy. Mikey, up. So I have a I have a question. What is edging? Oh. I'm oh, sorry. A, Am I? Mingo. Is that a? It's the only it's the only performance weapon we have. It's the only performance training weapon we have to satisfy women. Really, into that is just thinking about taking apart an engine block. Tighten this bolt. This is the tighten. This is the crankshaft, right? Because otherwise we would orgasm right away. Oh, it's stopping yourself from coming. I didn't even know what the concept was at all. I was like, I thought it was like when you're little and they have a snail and they give you a razor blade and they make the snail go over the razor blade and look like, look, they don't die. They're edging. Oh, I wonder if I can make a (laughs) masturbation snail joke. I don't, it's just, that's the only thing I could, but I guess edging's a thing. I'm just, I'm just so closeted. It's so strange. (gasps) Uh, Uh, But you're, I mean. You're an entertaining guy. You have a great voice, and I, I you're got the saying words, I, the and making manager. jokes. Thank you yeah, so much. You're yeah, you're killing it. He got rid of me by giving me his contact information. I guess that was the only way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree that you have a great voice. I like the whole concept that um, like Chinese people must be the best at fucking because they're the only ones who have had to have a one-child policy. That's a great concept. Thanks, uh, Mikey. I really liked your joke about the poop bag, and I like <laughs> the act out you did where you kind of like rolled your eyes at him. But I think you should go bigger. So Okay, thanks so much. All right. The comments, yay, Clem and Mikey. Clem and Mikey. All right, your next comedian. He's been really giving really good comments all night. He's a super helpful guy and a great part of the station. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Stairs. Clap your hands for the fifth annual joke workshop. The new, the new decade, the new decade of the joke workshop, and also donate to Mutiny Radio like I'm doing right now. There you go. Uh, so um, I like eavesdropping on people. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. I was so uh, I was eavesdropping on this guy uh, at the sauna, and uh, don't make it weird. I mean, I'm eavesdropping on people is the same no matter where you are, and. Uh, uh, I was eavesdropping at this guy in the sauna, and what caught my attention is he was talking about my hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana, and he was talking about how he went on one of those murder house tours. Have you ever heard of this? Like, you know, this is where uh, Lady Cassandra murdered her lover by uh, circumcising him with a cheese grater because his dick was too rough or something like that. You know, just just something, like, true story. Just uh, just something like that. And uh, But w- this is what was interesting about it. It was his birthday, uh, so his friends told the tour guide that it was his birthday, so her way of dealing with this was she started working birthday information into the tour. She knows like, oh yeah, and now we're at the Tassad's house where you know that one of the uncles murdered one of the children because uh, he didn't have a birthday present for him and he was too embarrassed. So we just like you know just all this birthday themed information that was not originally part of her 
material. And I was like, that's adorable. She's doing this cute thing like at Applebee's or Chili's where they come out and they like, you know, because someone in your party says it's your birthday. And I'd be thinking, it'd just be great if other kinds of service-based jobs also did that. It's like, well, we got the results of your colonoscopy back and uh, I'm afraid you're positive for carrot cake. Happy, happy birthday. We wish you any more. Happy, happy birthday. Your anus is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, more about me. Um, I'm um, I'm pretty excited. My wife's uh, my wife and I have an uh, interview with the government so that she can get her green card at the end of this month. That's a real thing that's happening in my life. That's uh, I've never been interviewed by the government before. That's a lot of responsibility. You know, what if we have a big fight the night before and I don't take it seriously? Just like uh, that. I think is that her mom? I just pass. Come back to me. Come back to me. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm going to take it very seriously. I have been taking it very seriously. I've been going to lots of job interviews just to make sure that I knock it out of the park. You know what I mean? Like, if they ask me what my biggest weakness is, I'm going to I'm gonna be so ready for that. It's like my biggest weakness is uh, defrauding the U.S. government. I'm terrible at it because I've never done it before. Um, so I am from Louisiana originally. Is anybody else from a place? Or did anybody? Is there? Fuck. I'm from Louisiana originally. Who else in here just found out that drinking and driving is illegal? That's what I meant to say. No, seriously, I've got a problem. I'm trying to address it. Uh, you know that you have a problem when you're in your 30s and you still drink liquor out of soda bottles? That's, uh, <laughs> that's a bad sign. I, uh, here's how big of, this is when I realized I had a problem. It's when I was standing at the Taco Bell drive-thru in the rain. Yes, standing at the drive-thru in the rain. And I was out there for 10 or 15 minutes before the woman on the other side of the intercom said, you need to go. And I angrily walked back to my car, which was 25 feet away, uh, went through the drive-thru, and I went through and I ordered two beef chalupas two separate times. I drove through, ordered two beef chalupas, drove through, ordered two beef chalupas, and I did this on purpose because in my mind, I was getting back at them for making by making them work twice as hard. <laughs> All right, that's good enough for me. Thank you, guys. Yay! Hold your stare, everyone. Hooray! And then yay. <laughs> I have one little thing um, after you say um, alcohol in my in a soda thing you can there's an opportunity there for you to kind of riff with the audience and look at someone and be like oh what is, is what, you, what you have a flask in your man purse or like how do you carry alcohol like there's a there's something that you can I don't know you can talk a little bit you can like interact with the audience and be like oh I yeah you got you got wine in a Capri Sun bag or yeah, you can yeah, like yeah, look at somebody examples, and yeah. But but you, it's an opportunity to like reach out to your audience in between the joke and riff a little bit because, but it's it's funny because but there's a lot of examples so you can pull them. But I enjoyed yeah your stuff. more examples. That's good. My only other thing was um, I don't think you have to load it so much with the birthday info. You told us like four times that she kept in putting in birthday info, and I yeah. think that you can just say it once and then use your examples to speak for themselves. Yeah, I get you. But faster. really uh, great stuff. Great premises. Marty has things to say. I agree with Pam's points. Uh, also, like the colonoscopy bit uh, with the the birthday cake. Uh, although maybe it should be a bunt cake. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. There we go. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure it out. Red velvet carrot. I didn't know what to do. I, I like bunt. Bunt cake's good. Yeah. 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 Or you just like throw that in at the end, or maybe not, maybe it's bunt cake. Maybe I don't know. Bunk, just yeah. throw away line. See how it goes. Uh, 
I'd say fuck with like the interview thing a little more. I like that. It's like, is that her mom? Like, yeah, it's the know. first time I told this one. I like. Yeah, that. it's like, oh, I thought she was Russian or, <laughs> or something, but like, oh, that's not such a problem anymore, is it? Uh, or is like, oh, is that her mom? I don't know. All foreigners look the same to me. So like, <laughs> fuck around with those lines a bit more because I think you could play play around with that that a lot more. Uh, and then the he said like, oh, I feel like an adult drinking liquor out of a soda that's pretty good i like that because uh, that is some like teenage early college shit where you're like <laughs> but like you're not even you're now you're like evolved to the point you're not even drinking it with soda out of a soda bottle you're just drinking, drinking liquor, liquor out of a soda, out of a soda bottle, bottle by yeah. itself like you've just pour out the soda at this point <laughs> like it, something about it the, like the difference between when you did it when you were younger versus when you did it as adult like but at least i'm not doing this anymore right but you're still drinking it out of a soda bottle right <laughs> like i'm not cutting it like some kind of pussy yeah like um that. And then, uh, I don't know, I just thought, of, I like the, the bit about, like, the, this good lead-in with the, like, I just found out drunk drinking and driving is illegal, right? Yeah. I could, maybe there's something funny about, like, you found, like, a loophole that, like, California's never had to deal with airboats, so you can still drive an airboat drunk, <laughs> something like that. So I'm from Louisiana, like, I'm set, but they won't, something about, and then you could maybe bring it back if you're talking about the drive through like, taking an airboat through a drive through in California, I don't just a just spitballing, but that's some thoughts. Thank you for as always. Clap your hands wildly for Hunter Stare, everyone! Yay! Woo! It's the Joke Workshop here Monday. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for being here on the fifth anniversary. Yeah. Your next comedian. Uh, what a lovely new comic he is on the scene. He's uh, he's just he's just a lovely human being, and I enjoy uh, talking to him at open mics and hanging out. And everybody, you're gonna enjoy his weird, fun jokes right now. It's Sam Carroll. Yay! Thank you, thank you, everybody. It's good to be here. I'm Sam Carroll. Um, you want to hear the stupidest joke I ever wrote? All right. What what did the guy who got his balls waxed say when his pubes started to grow back? I think I got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. What? Pubes waxed off. Brazilian wax. Ripped off. <laughs> ripped off. I bought my mom Brazilian wax candles for her birthday last year of the ocean breeze variety. But what I did not know is that I had opted for the low tide option. Whole house smelled like fish. It was nasty. Oh shit. More pubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to shave my own balls. I would never do that. I would never uh I would never wax my balls or do any of that laser hair removal, you know? Like, if I wanted 10,000 lasers shot at me, I would burglarize the Death Star, you know? Go in looking like Chewbacca, come out looking like Dr. Evil with Baby Yoda balls. Yeah, yeah. Relevance, relevance. No, I'm serious. I haven't busted a nut in so long that my balls are actually hanging a full half inch lower than the last time I measured them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't jerk off though. That's why. That's why they're hanging so low. But but when I did used to jerk off, I would jerk off to my own imagination. I would just be like, "Oh, Sam, you're so creative." Oh. <laughs> how'd you come up with that bit where you the choking fetish and the peanut butter on? Oh my god, how'd you do that? 
I was watching the news. Yeah. They're doing a segment on autoerotic anaphylaxis. I'm serious. The lady was like, you won't believe what your nut allergic children are doing to get their nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was watching Family Feud the other day. And the topic was foods that contain pubes. Yeah, crazy. I know. You got to get this channel, Pam. It's unbelievable. It's DirecTV. It's streaming. Um, and the number two slot was uh, microwave grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the number one slot, surprisingly, uh, cinnamon buns. <laughs> yeah. I was in Kansas like two years ago, and I was in a souvenir shop, and they had lifeguard hoodies in it. It's not really a joke. I just think it's weird that like a landlocked state would have lifeguard hoodies. That doesn't make sense to me. I think the Hulk has too much toxic masculinity. <laughs> Do you think the guy who invented the mirror was schizophrenic or narcissistic? I don't know. Have you guys uh, seen or read Michelle Obama's new book? It's called Becoming Michelle Obama. And it's pretty narcissistic. I don't know. I liked it better than her, than her uh, husband's book, uh, Dreaming of My Dad. Yeah. I mean, I have dreams of my dad, but I don't write books about it. Sometimes I have dreams of my dad that are so realistic that he'll come into my room in the morning and say, Last night was just a dream, Sam. <laughs> Dad, get out of my room. I'm changing. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yay. Sam Carroll, yay. Oh, you get to stay up there for comments for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a scary it's all, it's all good stuff. The jacking off to your own creativity is really, really unusual and funny and really wonderful. And uh, the man in the mirror. There's a lot of good one-liners at the end. The man in the mirror one. The, yeah. That your dad raped you. you know? Yeah, no, I know. I, <laughs> I think, I think we yeah, got it. I think Thank we you. got it. Uh, Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah, you could even call back to the imagination thing. Like, it wasn't your imagination. That's still intact, uh, right? Yeah, like, like that's, that. oh, you, you could come back to that. Uh, why are you measuring your balls? Uh, something to play with there. Uh, not your balls, but... Um, you could make it like... You have like a tattoo on your leg, like one of those height charts on a wall. It's like that's you how you're measuring how you get older. I might get that like, tattoo. That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like Pam said, I like that imagination bit. Uh, I would play around with that a bit more, but it's a great concept. It's a great line. I like it. Uh, keep that one up. Um, the uh, fortunately, some people here got the autoerotic. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know that was fun. This one, that's a tough one because that is. It's a good wordplay, but that's a tough. Not everyone's gonna know what you're saying, right? Like yeah. that's a term that not everyone's going to know. So you've got, if you can figure out some other way to intro that and then, cause the nut, like you wouldn't believe what your kids are doing to get their nut. Like that's a good line, but you've got to figure out another like way that more people know what you're saying to lead into that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Cause that, that's a good line. And that's like, that's ideally the greatest way to set it up. But I think you're going to lose a lot of people. Maybe, maybe with kids in school these days and saying like, 
nut free schools or that because that's a thing where it's like this is a peanut free school this is a nut free zone <laughs> don't jerk off in the bathroom it's a yeah it's a, it's, it's a nut free zone and then because it really is there's a lot of places where they'll that you really the parents are crazy about it so thank you guys oh elizabeth oh, has a comment real quick lizzie stan Honest, sam i think you're uh, doing really good stuff with the one line is kind of mitch hedvergy um I would do something. Why? Why? Uh, he's in the back. <laughs> why? Uh, why is it that you aren't jerking off? You never explain that. What? Why aren't you jerking off? You never explain it. You just say it. Cause been hanging out with you too much. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, everybody, put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay! Your next comedian. He runs a great show called F Bomb Comedy Train. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Marty Cunney. Hey guys, I'm not good at dating apps. I think that uh, I thought it'd be better that women would finally be able to set expectations and then men could find out if they meet them. But I find that women are just very, you know, dishonest about their expectations, about what they want, right? Like every girl says they want adventure, but you show up to the date in a wizard's robe and they treat you like a weirdo, you know? It's, it's like, I thought we were going to go to the Shire, fuck up some orcs, you know? I'm trying to cast a spell on you, but that doesn't work. Every girl says they want chemistry and you show them your meth lab and they freak out, right? It's like... This is basically Adderall. Let's party, right? Every girl says they like hiking, but you kick them out at 2 a.m. And they <laughs> tell them to take a hike. They're like, what the fuck is this, asshole, you know? It's like, babe, I live in the Tenderloin. This is a hike and an adventure. You might not make it home, okay? Uh, if you're lucky, there's some chemistry on the way. Okay. Um, uh, I still don't really have anything for this. All I wrote down is do lesbians scissor fleshlights. Um, so any <laughs> help... Uh, it's a good, I don't know. I, I can't think of any way to lead into that, but I do want to say that on stage. Um, uh, I do a lot of, I, I, I try to like vary my interests a lot. I try to do a lot of different things. Like I, I go to Burning Man, which is, you know, the, probably the whitest thing I do. And then I also play rugby, uh, which is maybe the second whitest thing I do, but it's a little confusing when you have a lot of varied interests, right? Because like sometimes your wires get crossed and you don't know, not exactly sure what's going on. Like I saw an ad for a poly party. And I did not know which poly that was. And it was not specific, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to be walking into if I showed up to that party. Because on the one hand, in the Burning Man community or you know other things like that, you have the polyamorous people, right? A lot of swingers, a lot of people getting freaky deaky. But also in my rugby community, I hang out with a lot of Polynesian dudes. You know, a lot of reggae music, a lot of Heinekens, a lot of pig roasts. Two very different sets of people. I got to know which party I'm walking into. But I know either way, there's going to be a bunch of uh, big brown pipe layers. Okay. Uh, cool, guys. Um, I always find it weird when you see uh, a couple that's, like, very mismatched in attractiveness. You know what I mean? And I'm not just talking because, like, one guy's loaded and he's got, like, a really hot, you know, attache or whatever. I'm talking about, like, a genuine love-each-other couple that, like, very clearly one of them scored big time. Right? And it's like... I I, I, I find it, it's a win. It's like, good for you. You're defying Western beauty expectations. You're seeing somebody for the, the love, that, loving somebody for what they have on the inside. You're really connecting with someone. But doesn't everyone like chins? Like, isn't that kind of a universal thing? Like, who doesn't like a fucking face? You, how are you supposed to know where the fucking face starts? Like, who looked at Gumby when they were younger? It's like, that's who I want to fuck when I get older. Okay? I don't, and I miss that one. Um, 
Uh, I saw a news article about uh, an engineer uh, who was, you know, working on a grant at a college. And over the course of 10 years, he blew about a hundred. So the article is that he engineer blows one hundred eighty thousand dollars of grant money over 10 years on sports bars, strip clubs and iTunes. Did this guy really blow that money? It sounds like he spent it pretty well. Honestly, it's something like I was living a pretty decent life. That's eighteen thousand dollars a year at strip clubs. That's just like a regular life for a lot of people. I don't think that was blowing anything at all, right? It's not like he was gambling on the Raiders or something, right? That's blowing money. Okay. That's my time. Thanks so much, guys. Marty Gunny. What a great Raiders joke at the end. Yay. Uh, your opening joke was was great wordplay. I love all the stuff with the whiteness. I thought that that was um, awesome. And um, it's like, it's almost there. You're, I mean, it seems like you just wrote it. So when you get more comfortable with it, it'll be like, are you talking about the, the poly? No, no, that was the second one. The one about whiteness, like the first white thing you do and the second white thing. And there was a little thing. It went, it went all the well, way that around. Is, that is the poly joke. That's all lumped into the poly joke. It's like oh. the Bernie man of the rugby community. It's a long lead in. I'm, I, I right. just knew. So I'm trying to figure that well, one the, out. But then the very beginning, there was a thing. Then you went into the poly stuff. There was a I, dating app, jo- app joke up front. That's the one that I yeah. felt like that was a little more practiced. It's well, it's oh, and it's almost there. It's it's very good, and the wordplay is really funny. The only the way I feel like you can bring it back with the poly, but this is weird because there's also polys like parrots, like Polly want a cracker, which is then another reference back to whiteness, maybe because Polly want a cracker. I don't know how to put that in, but when you said originally said Polly, I was like, oh, I hope he goes with weird parrot people that are like. But then you went with the other direction. But Polly Wanna Cracker gets you back to whiteness. But everything you're doing is like all of your new ideas. They they were super fun. The fu- the f- how can you fuck a face with no chin? You can't. I, I thought that was all very yeah funny. Cool. Thank also, you. Uh, Polly Pocket. Ah, Polly Pocket. What's Polly Pocket? Polly Pocket. You don't know Polly Pocket? Yeah. Tiny toys. That's like these like little toys for. Did you have a childhood? They were, yeah, it was. I don't know. They were did like I? Fun for like it was like a cool thing for like cool guys to play with. Cool guys, yeah. yeah that's cool, that's why you're telling me about real it. Cool guys. Yeah. Poly, I was, yeah, yeah. I only respect people who played Polly Pocket. Right. Okay. Well, guess I don't have your respect yet. <laughs> yeah, I I have to. Co- Can you hear me? Yeah. Am I being heard? I, I hear you. Yeah. I want to be heard. That's why I'm here. No. You you're, uh, you have a great voice. I like your voice. Oh, thank it's you. It's very appealing. And if we know what, what you do, your voice is a very plus thing. Thank you. And I know Molly's a drug, but I don't know why I kept thinking, Polly, oh, that's a drug. I don't know. You could even make up like uh, a drug, uh, make it up to be a drug and then fuck everybody up and they're all confused. Like, oh, is that a drug I don't know about or something like that? But anyway, <laughs> the new Molly is Polly. Yeah, yeah, the new Okay. Uh, polyester. <laughs> Great. So we're just going to start throwing poly where it's out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, your voice is garbage. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, polynomial. I yeah, polynomial. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, great jokes from him, everybody. Put your hands together again. Marty Cunningham. Thank you guys all, guys and girls, everyone, for being here and supporting the very fifth, the 261st podcast, the fifth year anniversary of the Joke Workshop. Your next comedian coming up. Clap your hands together for Dominic Marotti.
Hello. My name's Dominic. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I guess that means I'm angry all the time. I'm also an Eagles fan. I don't want to talk about it. God damn that game. This isn't even a joke. I'm just really pissed off about that game. I'm a huge football fan. And uh, I, I normally don't bet on football, but my buddy, uh, my, I have a bookie back home. By the way, if you're from the East Coast and you tell me you don't have a bookie, I don't fucking believe you. All right. Uh, my buddy Jerry calls me. He's from South Philly, so he's got an accent. And he goes, uh, yo, Dom, I hope you ain't sitting down. I got a game so hot for you, it'll melt your shorts to your seat. So naturally, I put $400 on the fucking Eagles, and I lost that. But here I am. I'm out here in San Francisco now, uh, Bay Area. Like I said, I moved from Philadelphia. I lived in New York for a little bit. Um, I did stand-up for like four or five years, a long time ago. This is actually my first time on stage in like eight years. So it's good to be back. Um, I was trying to think. Uh, everybody out here, it's, it's a weird cultural adjustment. Everybody out here is so nice. And it really makes me uncomfortable. I'm just so used to people being dicks. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You guys got to learn how to control your homeless population. And I, I, I know they're people, blah, 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 but like, I, I don't really give a shit. I, I really don't. Listen, I was, I, was, I was walking down the street the other day, and this, this one guy came up to me, and clearly he was homeless. And he limped up to me. The poor, like, I felt bad for him. He looked like he needed to be in a wheelchair. He could barely walk. He goes, yo, man, what's up? You good? Anybody messing with you? And I'm like, nah, man, what's up? And he goes, yo, man, can I get a dollar for these four quarters? And he holds four quarters in his hand like this. And normally I'd be like, oh, fuck you, and I'd leave. But I'm like, no, you know what? I'm with the West Coast now. I'm doing God's work. So I was like, yes, yes, I will. So I gave him the dollar, and I put my hand out. And instead of dropping the four quarters in my hand, he drops all these pennies and nickels in my hand. And by the time I realized it, it was 13 cents. He was fucking gone. I don't know how you get robbed for like 76 cents, but it happened to me. Trying to think what else. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. I really don't. Um, somebody was talking about blowjobs earlier. I guess I'll talk about that. Um, the first time I got one, I didn't come, but it was probably the most fun experience of my life, if that's possible. Uh, so I was 15 years old. First blowjob. I made a mistake. SpongeBob SquarePants was on the television. It was the episodes where SpongeBob gets the suds. He calls Sandy. Sandy's like, "I'll be over there faster than a jackrabbit on a greasy griddle in the middle of August, right?" So then Patrick comes over, and Patrick calls Sandy, Sandy, where you at? She goes, I'll be over there faster than he goes, yeah, 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 the jackrabbit thing, and he bangs on her, and I lost it. She got pissed. She got up and left. This guy was talking about waxing nuts earlier. Um, y y you know, there's an air, bro. You can do that. I was a skeptic. Listen, I was a skeptic. Uh, listen, read the directions. I was a skeptic. I did it yesterday. Yo, my man, I am feeling swift, dude. I feel like I could beat anybody in a foot race right now. You're going to catch me outside after this run faster than a jackrabbit or a crazy girl in the middle of August. Thanks, guys. My name is Dominic. Yay! Dominic Marotti's feeling swift, dude. That was great. You're hilarious. Just you talking is great. There were so many things I enjoyed. You said so many cool things and a fun accent. I'm 100% on board. I'm going to put the change in the jar. Oh, thanks. I love that getting robbed for 76 cents is hilarious. That's fucking great.
Uh, yeah, that's unless you p plan on spending the last two minutes of your set drop picking up coins. Uh, I'd probably <laughs> stop doing that. Um, I like the, the lead in. It's like I'm supposed to be angry all the time and be like, actually, I'm a really nice guy. They're all wrong. They're all fucking wrong. I'm gonna fucking show them one day. Something like, uh, fuck around with that. Uh, you said you did stand up four or five years ago. You said last time was on a stage eight years ago. So no, I did, I did stand up for like four or five years. Oh, okay. I I, I, I misheard you then because I thought you were gonna throw something that, like like I wasn't doing stand up on a stage. I was just like yelling at people on the bus no. or something like that. <laughs> and you come over here and you learn you have to be homeless to yell at people on the bus yeah. or something like that. Like. You're because you got good. You're fish out of water, right? That's a lot of. I think that's good material for you to run with, right? Like coming from the East Coast and like that cultural adjustment stuff. I think you've got. I think you've got the right idea. I think you should keep pushing that stuff. I think it's good. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you. Yep. And and nobody. No. I mean, I know you care about the Eagles, but no, no one out here cares about the Eagles. So it's like you wasted a minute on us. No offense, but I know there's some. But I, there's also something. There was something about the four hundred bucks. Like that you bet $400 on a game. There could be a comparison in there. Like, what else do you spend $400 on? You know, like, and especially in San Francisco, like, what can you, I mean, that's barely like two burritos, <laughs> but it's like 400 bucks on a game. Who cares? But your, your accent and your personality and all of that is fucking fantastic. So Thanks. yay. Clap your hands together, everybody for Dominic Moradi. <laughs> That's how the joke workshop works. We're moving right along. Uh, your next comedian, he was so generous. He's the one who made the picture today that like got scheduled around and sent about. He took a cool picture of the microphone, and uh, that was really awesome. Put your hands together for a very funny guy, Hamza Khan. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? I'm so happy to be here. I really like this place, all right? Uh, I live in Fremont. And uh, there's a lot of immigrants in Fremont. There's a lot of Indians. A lot of Indians. As soon as you get to Fremont, you could smell the air and it smells like curry. So I imagine that these guys don't take showers. They probably just rub curry all over themselves. African Americans, they talk a little... Some of them, not all of them. They talk... With a slight accent, right? Like even even some of the kids, like you'll be on the Bart, right? And you see a kid holding, uh, it's like a six-year-old kid holding the, the the mom's hand, and even they have the accent. You you, you look them in the eyes, and, and and they start talking. They're like, "Hey, cool, place the blunt over here," and you're like, "God damn, <laughs> how the hell did you do that?" But um, sorry, was that was was that was that half decent? <laughs> Okay. It was supposed to be joint. I was supposed to say joint, and I said blunt. Uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I go to Starbucks a lot, so uh, I've been trying, I've been trying different voices to order. Uh, I've been doing Batman, uh, so I'll, uh, they come, I go up to the counter, and they're like, "Hey, sir, what'd you like to order?" And I go, uh, "I'd like an iced americano." Sweetened, please. And I usually get kicked out, so that doesn't work. But I've also tried a, a really overdone British accent. So I'll go up to the counter, like, hey, what would you like to order? And I'd be like, I'd like a caramel macchiato. And I also get kicked out. All right, thank you guys so much. You guys have a great rest of your night. Hamza Khan, everyone. Hooray. You, you heard everybody laughing, so that's probably the right feedback, I would say. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I couldn't hear you because I was peeing. I had to pee so badly, and over the sound of my own urine, I all I heard was laughter. So I was like, "He must be killing it out there." Are there any? <laughs> is there? Is there? Uh, does anyone have any? I mean, you're positive. Obviously, the laughter was the positive comments. But does anyone want to explain why they were laughing? Or no. we're laughing because you definitely should not do that joke with the black voice. Hundred <laughs> percent. You'll get a laugh in mutiny, uh, <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's not really, there's not much of a joke in there other you than could, you, you doing. You could do it if you could do like a halfway decent black voice, but that was awful. Uh, also a terrible <laughs> black voice. Uh, black, and I'm not saying practice that. Yeah. I, it was like very unclear as to what you're going for. There wasn't much of a punchline or anything either there. It wasn't an observation. It was just you doing a black voice. In fact, all of those are really just you doing different accents that didn't really have any payoff. So it's got to have more than just an accent. Otherwise, just, otherwise just you making goofy voices, which is a, what a lot of people can do. So like, what is it that you can, what is it that you're observing about or what happens because of these voices that's different that like sets it up to make it funny? Because the voice, I mean, it's very rarely going to be the punchline, right? That's usually a setup for something else. And it's a good opportunity to make yourself look like the idiot, which is what is going to be happening here, right? Like you're setting yourself up to be like, well, I sound like an asshole because clearly like none of these are my voice, right? And how are other people reacting to that? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so you guys were laughing not because of punchlines. You were laughing because he was doing a black voice and he's Indian. Uh, or yeah, not yeah. that he's Indian. Now, now I'm just being absolutely racially charged. I'm like... Uh, we were laughing because it was such a bad idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> but everyone still laughed, so that the audience has an infinite ability to laugh. Uh, I I would just say uh, I uh, you might want to try just writing jokes that are a bit more personal to you. That's because they, they seem very, like, I would assume that you don't actually do the voice stuff in, in like, a Starbucks or whatever. And it's okay to exaggerate things, but you you want stuff that's more based on something the audience can, like, grab onto and stuff. So I, I just wanted to hear more. Like, you seem like a nice, uh, spark guy. You, like, just figured it out. But I just wanted something that was a bit more personal to your actual life. Does that make sense? Or just, yeah, okay. I think that's... <laughs> Batman. I like the Batman voice. I thought that was cute. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Hamza Khan. Your next comedian. Oh, what a lovely human being he is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Hello? Okay, there we go. We're, we're rocking and rolling. Yay, Ian Levy. Um, I, have a, uh, I have a brother who's a compulsive liar. Um, he once told my... Uh, my parents actually got him a wheelchair because he told them that he had uh, intense knee pain. Uh, and uh, he just made it up. He completely made it. And you might wonder how I know he made it up uh, is because I once walked in on him uh, playing Dance Dance Revolution uh, after claiming he needed a wheelchair because he could not walk, which it seems like 
of all the hobbies to choose, right? You're trying to convince people you can't walk. It's like DSS Revolution is the last one you would. I don't know. That's just that's true. It a, he also and then I I pointed that out to him, and he made a, he was like, well, it's like the way my knees curve if I keep my feet straight. It's like what the he was doing the full like yeah like okay I don't know I can't do that I don't want to break the stage at mutiny so I will stop jumping around. Um. Let's see here. I uh, I'm bad at uh deal with a uh, confrontation. Like uh, occasionally, I, I ride the bus all the time, and occasionally fights will break out on the bus. Uh, and I am I will never get involved with like I will never break it up. It could it could be a man punching a baby, and I will just let it happen in front of me. But what I will do, uh, I'll do the very important role. Of I will make a strange face uh, to a stranger. I will go like if some if a man's punching a baby, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they'll make the same face. They're like, oh, San Francisco, you know, like that's crazy, you know, that's very. Someone's got to do it on the bus. So it doesn't matter. Like that's I hate confrontation. So someone could be stabbing me, and I just go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. I, uh, let's see here. What is, um, my, uh, my sister gets mad at me because I, uh, I turn my phone off all the time and she's always like, what if there was an emergency? Uh, and I think she's overestimating how valuable I would be in an emergency. I think there's not really, if she called me and it was like, what? There's been a terrible tragedy. This changes nothing. And I just go back to Xbox or whatever. I can't afford an Xbox. That's, <laughs> that, that's made up. That's, sorry. I should stick to the truth. Um, that's true. I'm terrible at, for my job. I had to learn uh, CPR, uh, recently and I learned it all through, they sent me an online course to do, I did it all online. Um, and if you're wondering, can you learn CPR through an online course? Uh, the answer to that is, I don't know, just don't choke because trust me, you don't want to, if someone starts choking, I feel so unconfident in my ability that I would just be like, you know what? That's God's will. Okay. Like we'll just, if, if they survive, they survive. And if they go down, you know, we got to lose, I'll pour one out for them, but I don't know what's, uh, going on. Uh, my uh, girlfriend sometimes goes to work. Uh, she was telling me sometimes she, she gets really mad uh, when she walks around in public uh, without makeup on because she said guys will see her and say they'll mention like, oh, you look so tired right now. So I always make sure uh, when she is wearing makeup, I always make sure to tell her uh, that she looks very tired. So just to even it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> If only Pam laughs, but no other women laugh. I know. I shouldn't do that joke. I'm sorry, Pam. I know. I know it's a bad... It has no commercial value. I love you, Pam, but it has no commercial value. <laughs> it will not get me <laughs> anything positive said about me on mermaid pants. Okay. Um, uh, last thing. Um, I have uh, friends who are uh, both conservative and liberal, and they, they both make me mad because of the stupid stuff they say. Like, all my liberal friends are, like, wondering why, like, uh, conservatives keep winning elections. And it's like, if you want to know, it's just they've just thought it out further ahead than like every conservative I know has 18 kids and every liberal person I know has two cats and it's like are we gonna are we gonna do you know we need to start procreating if we're gonna save you know they're thinking 18 years ahead you know ironically it's kind of funny that for liberals if we want to start winning uh, we gotta ban abortion like that's what we gotta do we gotta start forcing people to procreate okay not feeling that one that's fine um, okay uh, that's all my time I'm done yay oh.
Ian Levy! Yay! Funny enough, cats only live like 18 years. Uh, that's, that's about it. I loved your set. I loved all that compulsive liar stuff. I was thinking like, that seems like a really great hole to jump down like what other compulsive lies and ridiculous things oh it's a lot it's i mean and that's probably a therapist probably but but that's what you would say is the truth and then you're also so creative so you could make things be just like fucked up and weird of compulsive lies put together that could be really fun and the thing is about the makeup i 100 percent agree like if someone's going to spend 150 dollars on their face they better look fucking not tired but i really i enjoyed that joke very much oh thank you okay i'm glad you liked it other comments, Marty Cunny. Uh, I used to try to use this line, but you're welcome to it now because I'm not doing that joke. Is it, wait, is one of your lines? Uh, not one you would know. It's a joke. Uh, well, I don't want it. It's, uh, uh, no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Let's say that you know more people with vasectomies than guns. Okay, uh, yeah. Like, I, I, that was the only part of that joke that ever got any reaction. So okay, it's, more people. For, you mean for like liberals? For the liberal versus conservative uh, yeah, things, okay, yeah. right? Because they're not shooting blanks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hmm? What? Are you going to use the line? I might. <laughs> I might think about it. Last hey, I, I know more it. people with uh, vasectomies than guns. <laughs> I used it, so. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. I thought of That's my original idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, I thought the end result of the brother compulsive liar thing was going to be that you're the compulsive liar and that you're lying about your brother. The, the <laughs> thing about that's potentially true, but my brother is actually a compulsive. So that, that's a true story. The DDR thing. Well, maybe you could. Maybe that's the end of like when you're done yeah, talking yeah. about your brother's shit. Yeah. Right. But see, I'm a good person. So. <laughs> also lying. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Excuse me, a lie. No. <laughs> and say that you're, that's what you were saying. I like the bet you're like, why did like why lie about the wheelchair when like your hobby is dance dance revolution, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's great. Like it's like this high stakes of it, right? Like yeah. it's the reason like compulsive. It's like like kleptomaniacs. It's all about the stakes, like raising the stakes. And yeah. He went as high stakes as he could. Yeah. Like, he was like doing jumping jacks every time his parents I meant, turned around. I meant to tie it in. I guess I forgot to kind of go into this, but it's. I mean, he would lie to the point of like. Because when I called him out, he stopped doing Dance Dance. Like, he ruined a thing for himself, and he kept using the wheelchair, even though he clearly did not need a wheel. And it's like, he was so committed, he is willing to make his life worse just to, I don't know. Again, this this I should tell a therapist. So he really, is the but I don't. Okay. Uh, uh, my, I didn't mention I have a sister. I thought you did. Other sets. No, no, I do have a sister, but. You knew it. Do you know my sister? <laughs> I do. No, I have an older sister and I have a younger brother. He's two years younger and she's two years older. So, uh, does that is that relevant to something? Oh, okay, okay. I guess we're just growing as people <laughs> and friends. <laughs> I'm saying the I'll, then like the way like he like had the, the weird justification like his feet curving like then you just keep challenging him on it. like challenge him to like keep making more weird weird logic yeah because i think that's a fun hole to go down and i didn't i didn't get into this here because i don't know if this is even that funny but the the real reason i believe he 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 wanted for some reason he had like this weird control thing and he wanted everyone in the family to drive him around Mm. and so he figured if he said his knees hurt too much to use the pedals in the car but he was still doing dance dance revolution at this time he just got a dui maybe (laughs) yeah actually that would have been a simpler (laughs) round yeah yeah um what was it? The, the the face making thing is great. I love that. Okay, uh, yeah. The, the, maybe a good line is like, "You're the hero of the city. You're, you're the hero of the city. Deserves not the one it needs." Yeah, yeah. I think that that's yeah, yeah. A bad, that's terrible. All, thing yeah, to say yeah. There. I love a good Batman line. Yeah. Um, 
I've so, always, you know, I've always, uh, this is such a tangent. I've always wanted to write a joke where you use the, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Oh. And I can never think of anything that's worth using that line on. Yeah, I feel like that's a hard one to build something off of and just, you, that's something you shoehorn in. Yeah, yeah. You know, after you've come up with something. Or maybe already. just quote it. Maybe just say that line and they say, <laughs> just say that Bat- line. No, 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 but they say, Batman. <laughs> okay. um, We're out of time. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Clap your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! 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 couple more comics left this is gonna be this is gonna be the last comic with comments uh, so that we can fit in the rest of our comics tonight put your hands together everybody for Jen Perez hello okay uh, yeah, that's just a description of how my day is going, too. It's been pretty funny. Maybe. Anyways, um, I apologize for the uh, cultural appropriation. I drank a White Claw the other day. Um, I just got back from Jersey. Uh, I have uh, was visiting family. I'm originally from New Jersey. And um, my grandma, she just she keeps wanting to convince me to move back. And um, she just keeps saying... She goes, Miha, why don't, why don't, why don't you, when are you going to move back home? And I say, Grandma, I'm not going to move back. I, I've been in Oakland for seven years. I'm, I'm not going back to Jersey. She's like, no, but, but maybe, maybe you could find a nice husband if you move back. I go, Grandma, I, I tried that once before. It, it ended in divorce. And, uh, you know, just um, I was spending time with uh, my uncle, and his, uh, his uh, nickname is Tortuga, which, uh, which means turtle because, you know, he's, he's a little slow. Uh, he knows he's slow. Um, he's a 52-year-old man that, that lives in his mother's house still and uh, sleeps with no bed sheets on. He's a truck driver. He's 400 pounds. But uh, he made a he made a confession to me. Uh, he he said he he confessed to me for the past 10 years that he's been in a polyamorous uh, relationship. Although he didn't say polyamorous, he has no idea what the fuck that word means. Um, but uh, yeah, he told me he's been dating two women for the past 10 years. So I guess I should uh, move back home. Maybe I could uh, date two men and get married. Maybe that is the, maybe grandma's right. I don't know. Um, I went to Vegas, another girl's trip, which was cool. And I, I promised myself I wouldn't throw up this time because I just... I promised myself it wouldn't happen. It was great. Everything was going great. Uh, I won some money. It was awesome. But then I had to get on a plane. And um, there was turbulence. And I asked the flight attendant, hey, can I, can, I, uh, can I use the bathroom? And she said, nope, too dangerous. You're going to have to use that little bag. So you know, you know when you're on the plane and you see the little bag, you're like, who the fuck needs the fucking little bag in the plane? Well, I was the asshole. Then needed the fucking bag. And I threw up in the bag, and it wasn't even like normal, a little bit of throw up. It was like fucking tearing, coming out of my nose, just nastiness. But I got, I got the best service ever. Um, they were so sweet to me and really helped me out. I, I was pissed off because uh, nobody around me asked me if I was doing. I just turned the other way. I, I guess I smelled pretty bad, I guess. So, um. Hey, don't you think bowling is a yabba dabba do kind of sport? Yeah, I think it is. Gay old time, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about you, but every time I see a hipster on a scooter, I get the strange urge to push him off. Is, does anybody else get that? No? 
All right, this is my last bit. Uh, I've been doing it for a while because uh, someone said I look like Rosie Perez. So. Here's a shitty impression of Rosie Perez. All the money! You took all the money! All right, thank you. I'm Jen. Jen Perez, everyone! Jen Perez. Uh, all right. You, um, be careful of saying and uh it's a just a it's a crutch that you kind of if you pull it out it's better to just be silent than to fill it with and uh because it's a little more distracting okay and then i think that you're you, that divorce joke is almost fully written it's like you have that great line divorce and then she said and then there's got to be something in Spanish or something uh, in Spanglish okay. or something about Catholicism or religion, something in there. Mm -hmm. Because that joke is like, we, we, it's almost there. One more punchline and it's perfect. Because the okay. divorce, it's leading you to a punchline. But think, just keep thinking like, and then yeah. she said, and then you you know what something she might say in Spanish or either she's mean to you or she's nice to you or she doesn't understand divorce or she doesn't know, like maybe she's so Catholic she doesn't I, even I know the word just, divorce. I actually just told her, I said, why why should I find a man in Jersey so he can cheat on me? It's, that's, that's what I told her. She really did say that to me right. several times. <laughs> uh, and then, but what's the word cheat in Spanish? Like there could be Le like a cute... Lo tra lo tarro. Lo so, tarro, like a... Oh, like a bull. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So, but all of that, like, um, ethnic flavor is really great specific stuff to have that, that differentiates you from other comics. So that's great stuff okay. to add in. Okay. Marty? Yeah, like Ian was saying earlier about, like, bringing personal experiences, and you're doing a great job of that. So it's okay. good. You're, it's, you know, especially in white-ass Bay Area, bringing in those, like, different experiences, especially some from the East Coast, it's going to... You know, that's going to make you stand out. Uh, and I think you've got a, like, a lot of really great base stuff. I think you just need to keep working on it. Uh, I, I, I thought the intro was funny. Like, you drank a White Claw. You appro what are you going to appropriate next, right? Uh, like, maybe I'm going to, like, do yoga while high or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just think I'm more like... Do hot yoga learn how to on swim Molly. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> learn yeah. how to swim. That's that is good. actually true. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Yeah. Something like that. Like, oh, I don't... I, like, I didn't know it was so good on this side of the fence. Like, yeah, what yeah, else yeah. am I going to appropriate awesome. next? Yeah. 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 Uh, I like the like the the bit about your tortuga because <laughs> he's uncle? a little slow. That's hilarious. I that's think, real. That's true. No, that's again, <laughs> that's, that's great stuff. That's that's great. I think I think keep playing on like the fact that your uncle's slow, right? Because yeah. like just saying like dumb things he thinks. Like you said, like you said he's polyamorous, but what does he think poly? Like if he heard the word polyamorous, okay. what would he think it means, right? Like some okay. like dumb misinterpretation of the word. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then. Like, oh, like, and then, like, like the divorcing, like, oh, like, look at your uncle. He's doing so well. It's like, yeah, because he's cheating on two women at once. Like, this is the problem, mom. Like, this is the fucking issue. Um, also, you know. You, you're kind of toying around with it, but like moving back to Jersey to find two husbands, it's like yeah. you don't move away from the Bay Area to get into polyamory. That's uh, true. Fair. You had a line that was. It wasn't like a normal amount of throw up, like a little bit. It was a lot. What is a normal amount of throw up to you? I just, just like, I don't like, know. Just like, that. Yeah. <laughs> like a little. A I, I don't know. That was kind of a funny of line to me, and I just stuck out. Like, <laughs> okay. Something, I mean, maybe expound upon that, because okay. there was just like, I don't know, something funny about like you normalizing, like just a little bit of throw up, not, you know? Yeah. Like, not like. Because it happens so often. 
Right. I can't That's drink. It. I yeah. really can't drink. Okay, okay. So something, I don't know. Something. It, there was a funny line to me. I think it, maybe there's something there for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, one more thing. Yabba dabba do more like yabba dabba don't or do dabs. Ah. I feel like if you're going to put in, because yabba dabba do, it's kind of like a really old, strange reference. And um, and then yabba dabba don't is very cliche. But then to throw in, like if you're saying dabba dabba, okay. the only kind of dabs I want to do are actual dabs. Right, right. Because now I live in San Francisco. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, awesome. right. Like, yeah. Thank you do so dab. much. Put your hands together, everybody. You. For Jen Perez. <laughs> Perez. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Thanks, Marty. Yay. Uh, go check out the F-Bomb Comedy Train coming to you. Toot, toot. It's like the last Saturday of every month, something like that. Thanks, guys. This is uh, the fifth annual joke workshop. Those were just 13 comics that all got comments. But now we're just going to do comedy with just regular old people. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> So these are jokes I'm still going to try out. Uh, you know, you can talk to me about it afterwards if you feel like it. Um, so my ex-girlfriend was a freak. She was definitely way freakier than my current girlfriend. Uh, she used to say shit that, like, I had to pretend like I was cool with. She used to say stuff like, hey, when you're asleep, I'm going to shit on your chest. And I'm like, ha please don't do that. Please don't shit on my chest. I really would not like that at all. My new girlfriend, though, I'm a little freakier than her, I think. Mostly because I watch porn and she doesn't. I don't really know. I haven't really tried anything too crazy besides, like, you know, just, you know, it's like toe in her ass, you know? You ever try that? You look like a toe in ass guy. I don't know. I feel like I was getting, I was getting a vibe. Maybe you could relate on something, but I guess, I guess not. Um, I feel like, uh, you know you're a, you're a bad employee when like, you know when you, when you're comparing yourself to somebody who should get fired before you. Like I work at a school and there's a teacher that like punched a kid and I'm late every day, but I'm like they can't fire me. You know John punched a kid. Like I, I feel like we all have that if if we don't like the job that we're at. Um, I had sex ed in fourth grade. I don't know if that's too early or too late. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what was the deciding factor on the age? Were, like, kindergartners just fucking too young because they knew about it? Or, like, middle schoolers, you know, getting AIDS? Like, I don't know, like, what was the thing? Because in fourth grade, too, like, I saw porn before I had sex ed. So I was thinking that, like, the teacher was just going to come out and be like, hey, you know, here's my vagina. And... For homework, everybody just go out there and start fucking. So I was pumped, right? Because I heard there's going to be sex ed, and my friends didn't know what that was. And I was like, wow, you're in for a treat. This is going to be great. Love growing up in San Francisco. You never know what the fuck you're going to see. Um, what else? So I, before I had a girlfriend, I was a big whore, a uh, big old hoe. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Still is a lot of fun. Um with just one person but uh basically like the holidays i'm glad they're over because i'm from here and every time around this year is when like the girls who rejected me in high school come back and are like hey i'm slightly less attractive do you still want to fuck me and 
most of the time I'd say, yeah, like I'm rebound dick man. Like that's me. Just <laughs> chances are I'm still single and broke, so I'll still fuck you. What you got one eye now? That's fine. Let's let's fuck. You lost your job? <laughs> oh, my dick didn't lose any energy at all. Um, my friends give me shit for it because I, I I don't have standards when it comes to having sex with somebody. I have standards when it comes to dating somebody because you can't date someone who's crazy. But sex, you know, I don't if. One day your dick is not going to work. Why not fuck everybody who's trying to fuck you, right? Like, I'm just just saying. When you think about where the United States is going to be in 15 years from right now, that's a scary thought. So why not fuck everybody you can before the world ends? If there's a nuke flying down right now, if you're looking at a nuke from North Korea just looking at us, are you going to call your parents or are you going to die happy? You're just going to just... Just jack off. Just like, oh, that's a bird. <laughs> and that's, I think that's what happened to Louis C.K. All right, y'all. <laughs> My name is Mike. Have a good night. Mike Evans Jr., everyone. If the end of the world comes, let's all fuck yeah. Why not? Sounds like a lot of fun. Deborah, did you want to do a set? You didn't sign up. I know. I, I was just lost in traffic. Did, did you want to, did you want to do a set or did you? Okay, hey everybody, put your hands together, everybody. It's Deborah Upton. Just, just driving here is fucking comical, you know. I, I came from Petaluma and then parking, and thank God Boston fucking just helped me find a parking space. It's like, it, it's I'm not a driver. I don't drive, so it's I. It's just this. Uh, it's like get behind the wheel, like ah, do I'm doing this again? And and I have to do it every fucking day. Got to get to work, right? Yeah, it's taken me a while. I I think I've been doing comedy about, two, I'd say two years, but I took seven months. I was doing it in Lakeport County in a basement, so it doesn't count. I mean, I was just going, yeah, comic in the basement. Yeah, nobody watched it on YouTube, okay, so it doesn't even count. So like a year and a half. Um, and I, I don't want, it's not really Lake County, it's Meth County, is AKA, I don't, does anybody know about Lake County? Yeah, the toothless population, and yeah. You haven't lived though till you've seen a fucking speed freak in a wheelchair. They, in the first month, it looks like Land of the Zombies. And the guy, this guy was just going down. I live in Lucerne. It was like the deadest fucking depressing town. I And I've been in a few. And and he's going down there in his little, his little you know, wheelchair. And he got a ticket for speeding. And he was. He was on high on meth. He was very high. I just made that fucking shit up. These are all true stories, though. These are true stories. Taking me a while to get here. I mean, I, when I do open mics, I feel really weird because I'm like, he could all be my children. Fuck, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I said, what the fuck? I'll set an example, okay? If I'm up here, your grandmother can do it, too. No, seriously. I shouldn't say seriously if I'm a comic, but... You know, I've, I've, I was looking, I'm not attracted anymore to my boyfriend. He quit hitting me, right? He, yeah, he quit hitting me, yeah. And if you're not laughing, you just weren't abused enough, okay? Damn. Pick it up. It, 
follow the ball okay and then uh no no but seriously my boyfriend gives me things like you know your boyfriend gives you things you know gives me herpes crabs you know so he's good for something but uh no seriously though i i know i know why people break up yeah you heard the horn that's why no they uh they're together yeah i don't know i i gotta i just gotta talk real quick about have you guys seen that bumper sticker baby on board what the fuck man i want to just really yeah the drunk going 90 miles an hour he's gonna go oh baby i'm boy and he's gonna turn right he's not gonna even see the fucking bump odds are nobody will see that when they hit your car so i retaliated i go fuck you you know i got a sticker it says baby not in car feel free to crash into me <laughs> you know i'm just pissed i'm just an angry person but i'll i'll, I'll do it on that oh but anyway I like to give advice and health tips, and this is uh, for all of you who have not planned your future. You just live with someone who did. Okay. Hey! Deborah Upton, everybody! Hooray! Yes! All right, we have a couple of comedians left here on the Joke Workshop, the five year anniversary 261st podcast. Put your hands together for Patty Cakes! Hey, so um, I actually changed my stage name to uh, Pancake. Yeah, uh, both of those names I got because I was bullied. It's okay. Um, it's a, the 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 stock market has it all backwards. Okay, when the prices go up on things. The arrow turns green, uh, and 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 when the price goes down on things, it turns red. Is, is are we supposed to be buying things or or not? Uh, I uh, in, instead of uh, bombing sovereign nation nations. Uh, Let's let them develop professional athletes and have a nonviolent resolution to differing ideal conflicts. Um, at least, at least the only reason there should—that's uh, th the only reason there should ever be aggression in um, sports. Um, it's a game, guys. Uh, just you're being paid hundreds of millions of dollars over your career. Um, you know, suck it up. Um, I use suck it up um, as a term to, um, you know, I just don't mean anything by it, okay? I, uh, w I was smoking a, a, a joint outside with some 15 or, or something plus percent THC in it and some boomers walked by and they were like hey oh wee that smells good and I was like yeah well uh, th th uh, th thanks I guess 
what else? Are, what what should you say when a boomer's like, "Hey, man, that smells pretty good," and they start taking out their dentures, and they walk up to you real slow, and they they start crouching down a little bit. You know, the whole approaching someone's uh, segment of our uh, it, it's practically a cutscene in our lives. I'm gonna start now. I'm gonna make eye contact with you all. Whoever is writing kindness is sexy in the bathrooms hasn't met me. Why are you guys laughing? I need to uh, start with a ceremony right now. I'm gonna walk around in a, in a small circle around the mic stand. No, I'll save that for last. Um, poop happens, but not here. If not here, where? If not now, when? These are the terms I will be standing on in the 2020 election. My name is Pancakes, and now I'm going to end, end my uh, election with a, um, a ceremony. I'm going to wa- walk around in a small circle. Oh, O'Reilly's. Did you guys see me walking around? And then uh, I'm going to point the mic at you guys to finish the, the chant. You guys are all programmed. Goodbye. Pancakes, everyone. Pancakes. Is Zach, is Zach Wiseman outside? Is, it, is Zach Wiseman out the door? Is he gone? Is he... He went out. He didn't because there's like three minutes left. He could do. He could do a joke, but there's. Yeah, he's still here. He just doesn't get to do his a joke. Well, this has been a really successful and wonderful fifth year of joke workshop. We're here every Monday from six to eight, and have been for a super long time, and will be in the future, hopefully. And we will be because you all donated, and you're so generous and amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, thank you also for following our Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. Please do that. And um, hey, be ready and get excited for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming March 1st through 7th. Tickets are already on sale. It's going to be amazing times. We're going to have uh, live programming from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. March 1st through 7th. So we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on the Joke Workshop. are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. I see 